0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. How are you doing out there in podcast land? Hope you're doing well. Oh, my goodness. It's still going on. It is uh, April 6, 2020, and uh, I got to tell you something. I'm so excited for what I'm about to release here, and um, let's just get into it. Here's the deal. I talked to Todd and Chase from uh, Little M Craft House. Uh, They were kind enough to invite me over uh, I was on their, uh, you know, Sunday morning live show uh, that they do, and I recorded two episodes at their place uh, in mid February, uh, no, early February, um, when this was all just blip on most people's radars, but nothing more than a story still in in China. And uh, it was awesome. It was so good. And then um, all this COVID nineteen stuff happened, and I was like, I wonder how my buddies are doing out there at Little Elm. And I recorded a kind of a series on hope uh, with them. So what I'm doing is I'm releasing all three episodes as one mini series in a mini series. So what I'm gonna what you're going to hear now next is um, episode one that I was planning on releasing, and then episode two, and then. Episode three. So there's going to be three all together. Um, and I'm doing it that way because um, I think it'd be nice to hear how things kind of work because that's how we hope things are going to be after all of this. I'm really rooting for a little Elm Craft House. I hope you go check them out. Um, if you're near or far away, um, please, please, please support them. They've got a great little drive up system going. Uh, they're filling growlers. Uh, they got some actually really good growler deals right now. And uh, last time I remember, I think they were selling like a 2014 Sticky Monkey from Firestone, which was ah, oh, I'm so sad I missed that. Anyways, check them out. But here's the deal. I've I'm recording this on April 6. I recorded the part one and two a while ago, and I'm recorded the part three in um what's it called uh last week and uh i've got to be honest with you it was tough getting to the point where i could get behind the mic again Uh, i recorded a, a little little advertisement not ad but like a thing for uh texas beer dude beer with purpose and texas brew hopper for what they're doing to support the texas craft beer community and um i've just kind of been an uh not an emotional wreck but it has been a lot going on um around. Um, uh, The Fountains of Wayne, Adam Schlesinger, I don't know if you knew him or not, but um, knew his music, but that kind of hit me. Um, You know, he died of the corona of of COVID-19 and it was the first person that I had any type of connection to because I loved his music. Um, I posted a little thing on Instagram about that and uh, that was the night I was actually going to record this, but I just couldn't. It It was just a little too raw of a moment for me. And then this weekend, um, having a one-year-old and a three-year-old in the house all day does not uh, preclude any, um, barely any energy left. So I am um, kind of, of uh, feeling the weight right now. And I wanted to make sure that I was responsible. And um, uh, how do I put this? I was... Uh, I wanted to make sure that I made good on what I promised the guys from Little Elm to get this episode out and I've been uh, I haven't been putting this off, but it definitely has been taking some uh, some time and some toil uh, emotionally to get to back to behind the mic. Um, so if you're, I don't know if this' is connecting you at all or not, but uh, I just want to be honest with you, this has been an amazing series to do uh, personally. It has been so good to talk to people. Um, all across from you know feeling you know really troubled to feeling like man we've got sunny days ahead and everything in between. Um, I've got to say a big thanks to everybody. Um, that has come on the podcast and I will do that. Um, in a, in a different type of way in a different episode. Um, because the series on hope is not done with this. Still got some more to go. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm going to leave it at right now. So here's the deal. Uh, one of three with Little Elm Ta- Craft House coming up next. Uh, that'll be playing next. Then we've got uh, I'll record another intro for two. So if you listen to that at order, you'll catch up a little bit on that. And then the last episode is the follow up to both of those, a series on hope. Uh, I talked to Todd and Chase over the phone because obviously I can't, I don't know where that came from. One of the things on my speak on my boom arm went boom and I don't know why um but um (laughs) that was weird um Todd and Chase over the phone because obviously I couldn't go to their their tap house and and chat with them so um it was so good to talk to them so good to hear how they're doing and so that'll be episode three so uh if you wanted to hear the episode on hope that'd be episode on It'd be episode three if you want to hear the two episodes because they're two very independent but uh, relatable episodes of what I was much more doing in my, you know, in my I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. It sounds much more like an I Know Nothing About Beer podcast than any of the other ones I've done before. So I'm blabbing. I need to wrap this up. Everyone, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate each and every one of you doing that has uh, done that. Um... Please, um, I don't ask this very often, but can you leave me a review, see how I'm doing, and all this? Uh, I think I had one new person say they like the A Series on Hope, whoever you are. I think their call sign was virtually broke. Um, Oh, my goodness, my air conditioning's starting up, so I'm going to get just a little closer to the mic. Um, My... Stats. It's really hard to read podcast stats, but I've got people listening in from all over the world. Um, Japan, I know. I think we had someone from Brazil. A couple of you from you know the European continent, uh, European countries. Um, thank you for listening. Um, thank you. I really, really do appreciate every one of you listening. Okay, I'm done here. Support local. Practice social distancing. Wash those hands. Twenty seconds. Uh, If you need someone to talk to, hit me up at aldebrewer, aldebrewer at gmail.com, aldebrewer Instagram, Twitter, send me a message. Um, If you're just like, hey, I'm connecting with this. Thanks. Let me know. I would love to hear that. Uh, If you're like, hey, this would be better this way, or I think, you know, what if you did this or something else? Let me know. Um, But really, um, yeah, everyone, thank you and cheers. And everybody, welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. How in the world are you doing out there in podcast land? Thank you so much for listening. If you're tuning in morning, noon, day, night, whenever, I'm glad you're listening. I am here at Little Elm Craft House. And can I tell you, I'm just super excited about this because I've got some great beers in front of me. Uh, I was just on their live show and I've got, okay, now your email says Jordan, but it's Chase. Chase. Or Chase. Chase, Chase. Yes, yes. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Email says, and we got Todd, and Todd, you're the owner of Little Elm Craft House, I right? I am. Guys, thank you for coming on the podcast. I am so excited to have you oh, on. I'm excited to be here. Heck yeah, yeah this, this is, is cool. cool. Man, this is fun. Um, I'm here in Little Elm. I, it is a little bit of a trek from Fort Worth to Little Elm. It is. Um, I got to go on your guys' show this morning, and that was a blast. Uh, you, it is a couple days before Valentine's, so you've got the Cupid Crawl. Uh, we had all these people repping different parts of Little Elm here, the pizza place, which was right. awesome pizza, the heart shaped pizza, heart shaped yeah, pizza. What is it called yeah. Jim's Pizza, Jim, Mr. Mr. Jim, Mr. Jim's, yeah. Mr. Jim's Pizza in Little Elm. I I will give them some free advertising. So good, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but it's kind of a cloudy day out here by the lake. But man, it is. I'm excited to be here. This is good. How are you two doing? We're glad to have you here. We're
1: yeah, excited. man, this is this is awesome. We're doing good. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming out and We're being
2: glad you made the trek out here,
0: man. Yeah. It was it was I was um, trying. So I've got a segment called um, uh, Dad into Beer, and I feel it's it's a it's a segment where I talk about what it means to be a dad and be into beer at the same time, and kind of some of the I don't want to say struggles, but some of the things that you kind of learn about. And this morning, I was having a full like like like, real-life dad moment. My wife was getting ready. I had two kids, and I was kind of watching. One kid's like, Dad, I want to wear a new dress. I'm like, talk to your mother about that. And I'm like, okay, child, <laughs> just just go get dressed. And yeah. then I hear, oh, I'm ready. And so that I'm trying to get ready for this, trying right. to get on the road right. as possible. And so it was like, getting here was like, okay, I'm now back to, like, podcast life. I know this part very well.
2: Yeah. The easy part of
0: life. Man, the this easier, is, I mean, yeah. I've got a you know, beer. <laughs> I've got beer yeah. from, from Backstory
2: Brewing. You do? Yeah. And uh, what are you guys drinking? Uh, what the heck I'm drinking? Right now, I'm sipping on a deep LMIPA. Oh, oh very I'm fun. actually
1: drinking uh, very the local Independence from Austin, Texas, the Austin Amber. Austin Amber. Very
0: yes, nice. Sir. Very nice. Very nice. Well, um, part of the reason why I'm here, um, we've got, uh, we're actually going to be doing this as a two-parter, so make sure you pay attention to the feed, uh, because this will be part one, and then we'll be going into a part two as well. Um, but I wanted to sit and talk with you guys because I've talked to a lot of brewers. I've talked to a lot of people in and around um, beer bars and things like that. But I get to actually talk to someone that owns a beer bar um, at Tap House. And then, uh, Chase, you are pretty much everything else but owner, so it seems?
1: Yeah, I just do the marketing and events. Oh, marketing and events. Yeah. Okay.
0: Do yeah. you, you pour as well, right? Yes. Awesome. Okay. And My own uh, beer. Your <laughs> own beer. <laughs> yeah, do you do them, have yeah. the boss yeah. here, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No,
2: Chase is great, and he does everything. He does all our marketing, all our advertising stuff. Cool. He's in and out. He's nonstop on all the social media because mm-hmm. that's just not my gig. I mean, did it for a long time myself, and it just it's that thing that just keeps getting bigger and bigger. You gotcha.
0: Know? Yeah, social media is, I feel like it's, while it played an important part in beer uh, years ago, it is now a central part of beer, especially if you own a spot. You have to be oh, on point with all social
2: media. Absolutely, yeah. we use a lot of the social media uh, platforms too. Mm-hmm. When we when we look at buying beer, and we look at you know what the people are gonna like. Uh, that's we we go on Untapped a lot mm-hmm. and look at look at that and see what the ratings are. And yeah. breweries love or hate social media when it comes to I, that. I you feel know. It's
0: like the same way restaurants love or hate Yelp. Uh, yeah, there's right. a whole lot of that as well. Um, my buddy, he owns a, a brewery out in uh, California, and he was, he's was he been looking for that sticker that says, check us out on Yelp, people hate us. Right. Um, and I right. was, and I was like, that oh, that's so good. Yeah,
2: I've seen that. We have uh, one star rating. Come check us out.
0: I got a bad Yelp review as a server one time, and it was, um, I'll never forget because it was these people that they all ordered the most expensive flight, and then after the fight was done, they all said, we all hated it. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't give you a refund. I'm sorry, but that was like, uh, it was a wine flight and it was like 40 or 50 bucks a flight. And I'm like, Ooh. I can't throw back 200 dwellings on right. this. then I get my manager involved and she's like, Yeah, I'm sorry, we can't. We'll give you something else, but we can't like not charge you. And they, they did not fare me well on Yelp. So I, I kind of uh, wear our, that as a badge of pride. My one bad Yelp review. Todd's got a good we one. We had
2: one. Yeah, we had our worst review was a one star. And I, I don't think I've They're seen only non five star. Only, yeah, non five or four star, I guess. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and their comment was, Ooh. Beer. Ew, beer. Ew,
1: beer. gonna. No, so, you <laughs> know, know, when I to this be place. on
0: the the chalkboard back yeah. here. Our oh, best, beer. our favorite review. Ew, beer. That's Dude, great. We should
2: do that because that and and belongs to the I chalkboard. <laughs> when I opened up this place, it was new. There was not much around here, and yeah. it's called the Craft House. Mm-hmm. So. uh I had lots of seniors. I mean, I probably pissed off every senior in Little Elm because mm-hmm. they would come in here and do. They would get out of their cars and they'd have their walkers. They come <laughs> all the way the door and they'd open it up and they thought we would. We were crafty. They thought it was like a little oh, small a craft so These little old grandmas ready to <laughs> knit. Yes, and they come oh, in looking man. for their needlepoint and, and they see what What do you guys have in here? Like beer. Beer, beer, craft house. <laughs> so, no, tell me about um, tell me about this place. I'd love to know. Give me the history of Little Lone um, Craft House. So, it started as my uh, son and I. I had uh, kind of retired from the federal government, mm-hmm. and my son, it uh, was just getting out of college, and then we both ended up uh, taking taking jobs in West Texas. Okay, for uh, for about a year, and worked mm-hmm. in the oil industry. Gotcha. And uh, then, like like oil and energy does, they fluctuate. Yep. And so we had a, um, a downturn. hmm And we could see the writing on the wall where, were, you know, you had big companies that were letting go thousands of people. Yep. And so we thought about, you know, what are we going to do? And we and he really, to be honest with you, he was more into craft beer than I was at the time. He's the one that kind of started me into that. Gotcha. And so uh, we thought about this, and we went to—there uh, were only— I think at the time, two places in Dallas, that was this concept. They filled growlers, which we didn't know. I didn't know what they were. Gotcha. Um, and then, uh, so we went to Lakewood Growler mm-hmm. in Dallas. Yep. That was the first stop. I said, man, what a, what a cool concept. You mm-hmm. come in, you get all these different styles of beers. And, um, and then we went to a place that had just opened within months, uh, Taps and Caps. I I've worked uh, at Tax yeah, and Caps. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, great place. Great yeah. beers. Rick we, and Sam, awesome people. Yeah, that was uh, we went there, and before we would head to on our weeks off, before we would head to West Texas, we'd grab five or six growlers and mm-hmm. fill them up, and then head out. And we thought, you know, why don't we do this ourselves? We mm-hmm. could do that. We could find a spot, you know, near near us. And mm-hmm. you know, the laws were so kind of I like to say now antiquated. Oh no, the they totally were. Yeah, that you can't. You can't. They're do still this. a little funny. And I was living in Collin County. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do it in Collin County. Couldn't, didn't want to hear the concept. Couldn't do anything. Yeah. So the further west we went, uh, we ran into this little town at Little Elm, and mm. it, it wasn't that far, ten miles from where we were living. Gotcha. So uh, we approached them, and the town was so supportive. It's funny. That's awesome. Because when we went in to talk to them, they were said, "Look, alcohol, we are wet." We are completely wet. We have none of the now, antiquated I've, laws. I've got I've got to. I've
0: got to do some you real quick because there. I'm guaranteeing you there are people that don't know what you mean by wet, because oh, okay, yeah. because I grew up in Southern California and I had family that lived in West Texas, so I knew this. I knew what this meant um, because my, my my family lived in like uh, what is it? You know, uh, places that looked like made Lubbock look like cosmopolitan. Okay. Um, so you have wet and dry counties. Wet county mean they can serve alcohol. Dry county mean they can't serve alcohol. And then you have this funny thing called the county line where that kind of gets blurred for some right. weird reason. So you were in other counties that were dry, meaning not they weren't either supportive of alcohol or supportive of beer or just didn't get the idea of like what you were pitching. And then you come to Little Elm, and they're like, yes, we are a wet county. We dig the alcohol. Um, we're supportive of businesses that, that promoted I'm guessing in a responsible way as well right but uh, that's what they were they were seeing right. you're seeing the dream
2: and they're create I mean what they they envisioned for mm-hmm. little Elm was a a place that a destination place mm. where everyone could come and have a good time and we yeah. have events and we you know we're we ha- all the alcohol lies or laws um basically you can get you can get alcohol here you can get beer here you can get mm-hmm. anything so we weren't Restricted in that sense cool. by what we could have, what we couldn't have. Like we gotcha. were in, say, Frisco, coming. Frisco, they don't have any liquor stores. They don't Yeah, they do any of that. So as we got out here, um, they were open to the concept. Mm-hmm. They were supportive of the concept. Gotcha. And so we found us a little spot right across from Lake Louisville. Mm-hmm. And we said, man, this would be a really cool area man, if, to if set you, up if, shop. If you could see the lake more. You would definitely
0: see boats on the lake if oh, this was yeah. time to like have yes. boats on the lake. It's, yes. it's dreary
2: right now. It's a dreary day. Yeah, yeah. it's dreary, but in the yeah. summer, it's nonstop. The beach is packed. Mm-hmm. They do have a wonderful beach, and uh, and you see boats. Yeah, that's there's cool. A ton of them out there.
0: And Chase, how did you con- get connected with Little Elm?
1: Um, uh, actually, I just moved to me and my wife moved to uh, Texas about. A little over two years ago, we moved to Allen, okay. got apartment, and then um, and then I have a boat, so we were looking at lakes to go to, and this was the most appealing lake, mm-hmm. even though it was forty minutes west of Allen, mm-hmm. and uh, we would use the boat launch right across the street from here, gotcha. and we uh we'd go out in the boat, we'd spend the time, and then we're like, it's such a cool vibe, it's like that like a lake life vibe here. Um, and then we just decided to buy a house here. Wow. So we actually live within two, three minutes of. Oh, that's cool, man. Time. So that's yeah, cool. so it's been great. And now we're out in the lake almost every weekend. Wow. And, and then, uh, we started coming here because Todd was here and got to really know Todd really well. We mm-hmm. love coming down here and chatting with him and yeah. So it kind of just snowballed for here very cool
0: yeah very cool (laughs) yeah and then what are your own histories in craft beer or just like getting going from like where like what was it what was your point like here's what i was and now here i am working at a craft beer spot
1: so cool story um so i come from new hampshire originally um Mm -hmm. so Grew up in a small town up there. I just there. also
0: got to say, you come from New Hampshire, and you're wearing a black cowboy hat.
2: Oh, he's Heck embraced yeah. Texas. I, I love it here. Oh, he's okay. embraced Texas. But I had this Big hat time. back
1: in New Hampshire. I was brought up on a dairy farm. Okay, gotcha. So Ask so him what he
2: named his dog. Yeah. Dallas. I? <laughs> I but, he oh, right, well, truly so I <laughs> embraced Texas when he came but
1: here. But in all fairness, we were only supposed to be here for two years for my job. Okay. And so we love this area, so we decided to buy a house, mm. and we're, we're staying here. Um Gotcha. But we actually uh, there was a small brewery mm-hmm. in uh, Exeter, New Hampshire, near. Okay. Oh, thanks, man! Ooh, oh, we just oh, had we just beer, yeah, beer delivered from,
0: from back, Backstory. Backstory Backstory Brewery. Thanks, man. Thanks, thanks Avery. Thank yeah. you, Avery. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll mention Avery a little later on the podcast. He'll okay. so oh, get a okay, shout out. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of cool. a He's out. a little yeah. cool. I oh, gave cheers. him beer beforehand. Cheers,
1: cheers, cheers boys, cheers, guys. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, my wife told me that there was a brewery that opened up right down the street from her house, and um, so like, oh, let's go check it out. And I was never really mm-hmm. into craft beer. My mom was a du- beer drinker; she loved her Guinness. Mm-hmm. Tried it, eh, yeah. it okay, okay. Um, and then the brewery uh, was called Neighborhood Brewery, okay. and really cool
0: Neighborhood Brewery.
1: Yeah, it was. It there actually breaks my heart because they closed. Okay, um, but. The, one of the workers sat and talked to me, explained beer to me, uh-huh. and brought us out back, showed us how their process was, and New Hampshire had something called the Beer Trail, and they gotcha. give you a passport, you visit Oh, this all the is breweries. in New Hampshire, okay, yeah. gotcha, okay. I thought. So you, you go around, you visit all these breweries, mm-hmm. and try different beers, different flights, so that was actually me and my wife's thing. Every weekend, we go out to a different brewery, mm-hmm. and we would try their beer,
2: gotcha. um,
1: but this guy really spent the time with us and talked about stuff. And I was never a dark beer person. Mm-hmm. Now I'm 100 percent dark beer, but because of him, he had uh, something called the Descended Eclipse, and it blew blew every beer out of the water that I've ever had. So gotcha. Um, so that's pretty much how it. Uh, we became really involved with craft beer, and actually the brewery is where I proposed to my wife. Oh, so that was that's that was really cool, and. We actually did it on Mother's Day, and we surprised our mothers. Our mothers had no idea, except for all the family. We had about twenty people there with us. To do it's got to be a great
2: mom that wants to go to the brewery on Mother's Day. Mother's Heck Day, yeah, that's man. Awesome. But yeah. when
0: it when it comes to like knowing that your daughter's going to get engaged, yeah. that's that's a little little encouragement there.
1: Yeah, but yeah, that's that. Uh, we just really got into it. We had we started getting my mom and my dad involved mm-hmm. and doing the brewery too. They got their own passport and doing their own thing. My gotcha. sister does it now, and we just. I got. I was so shocked about the craft brewery, craft breweries that I was just like, "Wow, this beer is good." Yeah. Then again, you get some that you know make. <laughs> okay. You're not a sours guy. That's no, okay. Not, he's, he's not a, not a sours guy. <laughs> My wife there. loves Sours. We're, we're trying
0: not. a we're trying a 2016 Boxers Revenge from ja- uh, Jester King, and he already handed it off. Granted, <laughs> I love this beer. This oh, so is do I. it is it is. I mean, just everything has calmed down. It. It's not super overly sour. It's not overly oh, sweet it's for you guys. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah he's downing it. Yeah, I can't do that. I take lovely. one sip.
2: It's so I'm good. Like, I love it. I think it's good too. Gotcha.
0: So then what? You moved out here. You started. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, so we moved out here, and then we just looked up Craft Beer Place, and Todd showed right up for the Little M Craft House, and I was like, let's go check it out, and That hooked. was it. Yeah, we're right literally
2: right. like a quarter of a mile from your house. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. yeah. But we so were hooked. We gotcha. were absolutely hooked. Gotcha. Love this place.
0: And, and I know you, you talked about it a little bit, I think, uh, beforehand, but uh, how did you go from wherever you were to now Craft Beer so,
2: in, so bar owner? Oh, bar owner. Well, okay. Uh, Your own personal history of craft beer. So, um, obviously, well, I'm a lot older than you guys. So it started, it started, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Employee there. You are? No, you're not that much older. It's okay, boss.
0: Pat on the back. As a kid, (laughs) as a kid, we were
2: doing the. in Northern California, we were doing mm-hmm. the old, hey, misters, you know, when you get into high school and you go by the... Hey, mister, can you shoot 10 me a, bucks and keep yeah. $1 and get us a toy <laughs> yeah. pack? Yes, yeah. yes, we did that. And one guy brought out, um, we were getting anything, I think at the time was Coors or Budweiser, mm-hmm. something like that. And then one guy brought us out a six-pack of Henry Weinhart's Private Reserve.
0: Weinhardt's Private Reserve. See, that's yeah. I do not know that one. Oh,
2: Henry Weinhardt's Private Reserve. We're talking eighteenth century, see, <laughs> late seventies. So um, that was okay. that was your first. That was my first experience into a full-bodied, mm-hmm. um, different style mm-hmm. beer. That and plus, you know, when you're sharing a six pack with three or four guys and. And everybody's got a buzz after the six pack and that we thought, Man, we yeah, well, we gotta get more, we of, gotta get more of this. Man, that, That's the right guy it, to ask. It, yeah. Yeah. And it does so that was kind of my first thing that said there're other beers out there. You know, the mm-hmm. first indication that there are other ones. Gotcha. So then um I think later in, in my life, not that I didn't between those times mm-hmm. consume tons of, you know, uh, your coors and Miller and Budman mm-hmm. and all that, yep. um then uh, my oldest son started getting into that when we had moved to Maryland by then. Mm-hmm. And uh, so our fir- my first introduction to real craft beer was a brewery uh, called Flying Dog. Oh, yeah. At I know Flying Frederick, Dog. Frederick, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Dogfish Head out of Delaware. Because they're all over the East Coast. They're all over yeah. there. And yeah, so, so, yeah, Flying Dog's mm-hmm. beer, uh, Raging Bitch. Yep. It's a Belgian IPA, mm-hmm. Belgian-style IPA. That was my favorite, and and the the thing that I ended up liking about it was that instead of going home on the weekend and picking up, you know, a case of some sort of domestic, you could get, like, one six-pack, and that would get you through. Mm I mean, it was just so good, so fulfilling. It actually changed kind of my life in terms of beer drinking. I mean, it was good. It had high ABVs, higher and you didn't need to consume all the beers to, you know, to whatever you do on a normal weekend. So, so I, um, yeah, I started then. So then they would come out with another one and mm-hmm. I would try. I started then at that point trying several different ones. And then Dogfish had a, obviously with their sixty minute IPA, their yeah, 90, ninety minute, yeah, those were good. And then then occasionally they would come out with something else that we would want to try. So mm-hmm. that's kind of kind of my. You know, putting my toe into the water of craft beer, and so, and you know as well as anyone, once you start dabbling into that, it's hard to ever go back to anything else.
0: Well, it's it, if you let your curiosity get away with you, you can. There's there's a giant rabbit hole that you can go down, right? You know, and, and there's so many different niches in the craft beer world. That you can find that one and keep going down that one. So if sours aren't your thing, man, stouts is a huge pathway. You know, if stouts aren't your thing, you have so many other different pathways to go.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. And that's what we just started experimenting with all the different styles. Yep. And you go into a real craft beer place that offers so many different styles, Mm -hmm. and you say, "Well, I've never had this. I've never had an imperial red ale. Mm -hmm. You know, I've never had a double IPA. I've never had a." a Kolsch or a Pilsner or all these different styles when you're used to drinking one, you know, Miller Lite or whatever that might be. Yeah. You know, that's all you ever... And, and then, you, then you learn about advertising and how they've... Like kind of social engineering, you know, mm-hmm. where they, they spend so much money on just to get you to conform to what is mm-hmm. known. And, and then here you are stepping out of that zone into... Uh, a whole world of different flavors and different styles. I mean, it was was kind of, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of uh, life-altering when you get into that because it does open up so many different options for you. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, that is one of the things I love about craft beer is that there's so much variety in it. And there's, I think the, while there are particular veins that are very popular um, I think that you can definitely go. I I even want to just rebel against that and go find your own little path. And right. I really like that. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, as much as I love my IPAs, my hazies, and all that other stuff, uh, my favorite style is saisons, and that I th- those are the ones that I like love dearly. And I wish more people made them. And I know that they're not as popular. That's fine. But uh, yeah, those are my my style that I like to go down. That's yeah.
2: interesting too, because. Uh yeah, Saison, people like them or they really don't. It's one of those, mm-hmm. and I like Saisons, but they're obviously a little higher carbonation in them, lighter, um, but flavorful. And oh, the it's a different be, style of beer. Uh, saisons can be so many different things. That's why I like them. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. A- they're awesome.
0: Gotcha. So we're here again, Little Elm Craft House. I'm digging this. Um, so uh, the main question that I wanted to bring to you guys was this. is what? So I've been behind the bar. I've poured, I've served, I've done huge parties, small parties, I've worked at several different craft beer places. Um, And I have my ideas in my head, but the question I wanted to get to you guys is what makes a good craft beer bar? Because I think... um, I think there's a lot of different places, and some people do something's better. Some are, you know, there's places they can grow, and so I want to ask you guys because you know, I get to you first time I get to right. talk to people that own a bar. Um, what do you think makes a good
2: craft beer bar? The people, but having yeah, good. Craft I agree. Beer. Yeah, yeah. I think I hmm. think the the fact uh, that the rotating uh, uh, option of the rotating selection of beers. Mm-hmm. Helps out because you do that. Craft beer folks are looking for the next best thing or the next series of mm-hmm. somebody's beer. I mean, they are the people that are looking for something different all the time. But I think, uh, like Jay said, the people, and I think, in, in at least in my case, what makes the best craft beer bar is uh, kind of like trying to combine a cheers bar mm-hmm. with. A, a bar that a craft beer bar
1: hmm.
2: you know if we were and, and that's kind of why when I was talking to you earlier about the couple places we went into is that they were great on their beer selections and hmm. and they're trying to move growlers out I have found that in this place growler sales are not nearly as high as the the sales of people that want to sit and hang out and hang out yeah gotcha. and that if you can somehow pair, those two together, mm-hmm. then I think you have kind of the perfect match because people do like to hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot, if I could get a bigger bar, I would a longer bar because <laughs> yeah, people love to hang out up there yeah. and, talk, and And the beauty, I think the beauty that I really noticed in the early on was that people met their neighbors here, mm. people would That's come cool. in and you know, didn't know that the guy lived down the street, Peck. John. Yeah, Fanny Pack. Fanny Pack John. Yeah, Fanny yeah, Pack John. <laughs> and, please, uh, it, please we give, to take we a to episode. We give everyone a nickname here. Okay. Okay. So, At one point, we had like four Johns sitting side by <laughs> side, so we had to give all of them a nickname. <laughs> and he
1: always has a Fanny Pack. <laughs> and he always so, has a, yeah. So he deserved that nickname. But I didn't know he lived right down the street from me yeah. until I was here. Yeah. So. yeah. And, and gotcha. what happened
2: was, early on, these guys would come in. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of their social economic background or whatever, they would mm-hmm. come in, sit side by side, and meet one another. And next thing you know, they're they're texting each other, "Hey, let's meet at the craft house." And then they they get a group coming in, yeah, running gloves cool. are are guys going that together, have never have never met before. Yeah. So, gotcha. yeah, it was fun, man. It was fun watching that develop, kind of, because you know they come in, you know, you walk in like you walk into a bar that you don't know anyone. And you sit down at the end of the bar, and you figure, well, I'm gonna have a beer or two, and now I'm, I'm out of here, right? And the next thing you know, is they're having a conversation immediately mm. about the style of beer. What are you? What are what you drinking? Yeah. yeah, what are you drinking? All I'm drinking this. What do you think about it? Oh, you ought to try this. This mm. is awesome. Then they're trying to, Next thing you know, they're introducing their wives. Are there and they're meeting. And then then I have a foursome already. Yeah, know, from from like two a couple coming in. Next thing you know, they're forcing their and they're exchanging numbers, and they're getting together, and they're coming back. And I think that's hmm. kind of what is. Yeah, a it's vibe not really it's,
1: like a bar environment. No, it's, it's like a. It's a family. Go you know, somewhere it's and have like craft beer.
2: I don't know how you.
1: I don't Enjoy how each you would, other and like yeah. you have the same. You're there for the same reason. You know, hmm. you're, and you're like like you said. You're yeah, because it's about not a
2: real. I mean, in terms of bars, it doesn't seem like well, a real bar. It's kind of yeah. more of a.
1: And and
0: I was. I have, this, I have like this, this dumb little theory about how, how bar life has kind of set America back in drinking culture. I'm not saying that bars have set America, ba- America right. back, but there's this idea of a bar being this dark, sad place where you're going there to drink your sorrows away. I know there's 40 million country songs about that, but I think that that has given a bad reputation to the fact that, like, I want to go someplace to have a drink and enjoy the company around me. Right. And um, I, I I like this place very well lit. You have this nice, shiny bar. Everything's nice and clean. Like, I dig the open and community aspect of a right. place like this. Whereas, I feel like bar culture, you have this dark... I mean, it, Growing up in Southern California, I remember there's one bar that like it just had this big sign on the door that said "No person under 21 allowed." No windows, and every time you opened it up, there was like smoke just piling out. Oh yeah, and it was just like, oh, that is that's why people people go there. (laughs) (laughs) I've been to a couple. (laughs) I've been to a couple, and I've 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 you know I've been there you know to play pool with my buddies or whatever, and um and and I get that. But I feel like that set, um, set us back a bit, because that was the expectation of when you're going to go right. drink, you're going to go and like, be sad with sadness around you. Right, yeah. And I depressed. Don't, you're yeah. only to the those, bar, you're depressed. Let's yeah. get the heck out yeah, of here. I'm you know? depressed. I need yeah, to go to a bar. And I, and I was just like, it, I, I think that kind of mentality set drinking culture back in America. I think that now it's moving forward in a much more positive way. Because now people are starting to see places that like this and like other ones where it's like, no, you can come here enjoy. It's not about like how much you can pound down, but it's not like enjoying what's on the board. It's not about being the first last stop. It's being the first place you go, maybe before dinner. And it's not about like drinking till you're
2: done. Right. But like, oh,
0: I'm having like an aperitif before I go have
2: uh, a meal. Yeah. And it's fun because you know, we have all the board games. Yeah. And so we'll get a lot of people, families come and in that's really, with really kids, something that's set up and yeah. they'll play some board games. They'll do yeah, we we had had a little chess connect, tournaments between connect, yeah, we have guys. guys. Guys come in to like to play chess. And I'm they're hanging so out and you know, happening. These, and these are guys that didn't know each other mm-hmm. before we opened. Yeah. That now are texting one another, Hey, let's go to the craft house or they're doing favors. Mm-hmm. I I just moved this weekend. I must have had Ten of these guys over to my house yesterday, helping me move. And you're gonna have ten and
0: more guys here tomorrow. Going, hey, do you remember I helped you move? Oh no, they were, <laughs> yeah, right when we got done to moving, because I moved here to Little Elm,
2: so they were all what? here. Okay, unload into the bar. Yes, yeah. So yeah, free beer. yeah that's cool. I, they got paid. I very I definitely well make that
0: my like. If you help me move, because I because moving's moving. the worst thing ever. Hate moving. I, I say <laughs> you will get beer and pizza. If beer's not your thing, you will get wine. If wine's not your thing, whatever I will it is, find get whatever you, you yeah. like. As a thank you, because I
2: hate moving. Oh, that's a word. You want to lose friends, ask them to help you move. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> the
0: reason why I've never bought a truck. I do yeah. not want to be that guy that's like, well, Helen has a truck. Yeah, yeah. you can help you move. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, but um, it, it's
2: great. It's turning into a great family neighborhood cheers bar. People refer cool. to it as a cheers bar. You nice. know, everybody comes in, we know all their names. Norm, you know. Yeah,
1: all the time. And then yeah. every time someone walks to the door, we're yelling their name. And then the place erupts. <laughs> it's
2: the yeah, weirdest it's It is <laughs> turned cool. into that. And if and God they, walks in and, and we let him is. oh yeah, then we let him use the back door. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's turned into just uh, really cool and we're hey, we're encouraging more we want it to get bigger. We want more yeah. more people and with all the construction going on, it's gonna be nice. Once they once they come here, they love it. Gotcha.
0: So you talked about a little bit about making this a great place. Um, I would love to know what are some of your not who but like what are some of your favorite customers that you that you like to see come into the, the the bar you know what are the customers not who but like what are the customers that makes you go man, I'm so Get excited glad. about yeah yeah what are those types of customers what, what do they do do they ask what you know what is some of those things what are some of those things that make you go man, I love when this person comes in
2: oh man or so you're not, not talking who? specific no you're talking you're not talking uh. So who do I love to see walk in? Uh, People that I know, right? That's what you're asking me.
0: Well, like, um, so when I was pouring, uh, the people that I, one of my favorite things that I loved is when people would, uh, when they get behind the bar, they would go either a, hey, um, I'm new into craft beer and I don't really know much, but... Um, where do you suggest I start? Because it came from a place of, like, I want to learn. I want to – there wasn't a place of, like, um, oh, I already have this much knowledge, so I can't order this beer. Yeah. You know, it was coming in with uh, a bit of humility and going, like, I want to explore. Like, that was my favorite customer were the ones that were, like, I want to explore the menu. uh, And then I would go, great, here. Do you want me to make you a flight? Do you want to try out, like, a pint that, you know, tell me what you like. Um, What are some of those That's what I like.
2: I like um – because we have so many people moving into this area every day, I like the the people that kind of just moved to the area and now they're venturing out to see what's around them, mm. right? And they'll wander in and say, "Say, well, you know, I heard about this place. Um, we we're ta- we we're we we're going wanted to check it out, and so we're here. And what you know, what do you?" What do you have? And mm-hmm. on the board, you know, we have 30 different selections plus gotcha. an assortment of wines. So mm-hmm. we're and, and same kind of thing. They say, look, uh, man, it's just so overwhelming. And that and we we've all been to those places that have over a 100 taps and you, mm-hmm. and you don't know what to get. I can only imagine if you don't know. A lot about and that's, craft beer. That's the
0: type of place I worked at. We had 103 taps and 32 wines on tap. Yeah, yeah. And, then,
2: and you get the newbie in there that looks. Oh, and it says, was great. Oh my I God. loved it. Like, I had such a
0: good time with that. Yeah. As
2: long as they're open to everything, and you say, okay, you started with what do you like? Mm-hmm. What do you know you like? Right? You start with obviously you start with what you know. Mm-hmm. What do you like? Well, I like this. Uh, all right. Well, we have some of those crafty versions along that line, or we if you're wanting to step into you know, maybe a little hoppier, or a little heavier, mm-hmm. or a little darker. You know, we have those options available too, and we offer taste samples to people, mm-hmm. so they'll want to sample this and that. And yep. and then you you decide, and then next thing you know, you get them here, sitting there, and they 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 form they form what they like, and uh, and then they know it doesn't yeah, yeah. take long. They start experimenting. You know, it's all about the comfortability factor too. Once they start feeling comfortable, then they'll explore a little more. Gotcha. How
1: about you, man? Todd likes flights.
2: Todd likes. Yeah, flights. <laughs> I like flights. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Truth be told, I hate them. You hate flights? Oh hate yeah, flights. I hate them. So em. funny. Oh, oh,
1: it cracks me up.
2: But I uh, want you to go all in. I mean, it's a beer. <laughs> yeah, I've said to people when they come in and they say, "Can I sample <laughs> this? Sample this?" They got and I don't think sampler. You know, you get one ounce in a sample. And I don't think one ounce uh, of beer does a justice here's, here's, to the beer. Here's
0: what I do. I, I, because I, I was, I struggled with the, with the terminology. So I said, okay, do you want a taste? Do you want a sip? Right. I'll give you a sip of something, and then we can go from there and create a flight. Right. Okay. But I don't want to give you five sips, yeah. oh, and dude, that was it happens that's. All the time. Oh, it does. Yeah, yeah. And time. I want to get to that part a little later. But favorite type of customer.
1: Uh, my favorite type of customers are. I love regulars, mm. um, but I do enjoy someone coming in and they're looking at our digital poor mm-hmm. uh screens, and they're like they're just they ha- they're just it's like a deer in the headlights mm. kind of thing um but I, it's cool because they're like, oh, I like uh Guinness well. <laughs> For example, um, mm-hmm. and then like, well, if you like dark beers, try this. And then you ask them, like, like coffee, it, like, kind of like you. It's, I kind of enjoy that introducing them to craft beer that mm-hmm. they're, they're unaware of. Gotcha. They, you know what I mean? Um, and you get some people out in here that like, oh, I like the Miller Lights or Bud Lights. Then you introduce them to a blonde. Craft blonde, and they're like, Wow, yeah. this is really good. This is good, it's got a little bit more flavor, and the, you know, it's it's cool. It's yeah. you really want to know my
2: favorite, though? Please, is the guy that walks in and says, Give me a number, whatever, four.
0: <laughs>
1: You're like, <laughs> We don't know what's well, a number, awesome. four. Yeah.
2: no, no, no. He'll look at it and he'll say, It'll be the craft beer guy that knows what he wants. He's like, And four, we might have a brewery it. up there or we might have mm-hmm. whatever number it is. Doesn't even look at the board, he's checked it out even already. Look at the board. He's, he's like, already like, seen it, walks in, four. And says. Give me a, uh, you know, a, a fire a sakaba, or you know oh, something Sacaba. like that. Yeah, yeah. Give me sakaba. Like hey, you're so easy when they do that. You know, it's, they, know you they, it. it's yeah, they know what they it's want. It. Yeah, they know what they want. They came in for it.
1: But my my, my best part is people coming here and grabbing a game and hmm. just either or chess game that happens on the bar or. Someone will do like a card game or a Yahtzee, and they yeah. like four or five people sitting here. That's cool. That's cool to me. It's give someone a place to, or you know, one couple could live on one side of the town. The other mm-hmm. you know, like, let's meet here. It's, gotcha. it's like a family thing to do. So it's cool. And we're big.
2: Uh, we're big hockey fans. So we have the hockey games on. So we get quite a gotcha. few people to come in, like to watch hockey games. Gotcha. And That interaction. So let me get back to what I was. What we mentioned beforehand.
0: So if there's a quality or if there's something that just like goes, that makes you just go oh, in a patron, what is that? That makes you go, "Oh man, oh, homie, why did you what this? Okay I knew I was going to have one of you today. what What is that?
2: Oh, you're talking about the opposite. Yeah, of that? the opposite. <laughs> oh Okay, I can describe that person. Um, so here you go. Uh, can I have a taste of number three? Okay, <laughs> sure. Can can I have a taste of number seven? Uh, can I have a taste of number eleven? Can I have a taste of number eighteen? And they're off can the spectrum, totally yeah. different flavors. Yeah, yeah, and they're like all over the place. And then our, uh, and then we've literally had a customer that you gave him so many tastes that they said, I'm "Okay, cool. I'll have a six ounce of." You know, a blonde ale. And, oh, I, I shouldn't drink anymore because I had so many tastes. <laughs> oh, that's the person, that's a person you're, like, just that's, wanting to, that's like, you. You only make that mistake one you. time. You're yeah. like, all
0: right, nope, that's not happening again. Yeah, <laughs> and, you, and
2: you're trying to be nice. Yeah, you're sure, trying you to be taste nice. This. And and, you know, they realize that all this liquid costs money. You know? I want yeah. to take 10 tastes and then... Finish up on Order a six ounce, six ounce taster size of a, the lightest beer we got on board. And then they leave. And then they leave. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm on board with that one because nope. that does
1: happen. And I'm like, I don't even know why, why you just came in here. <laughs> just to get free. I, <laughs> so
0: <laughs> when I was at, uh, when I was working, um, it was a place called Waze. And I talk about it a lot on my podcast because I, I learned so much from that place. Um, we serve wine and beer, and this guy comes in, and I knew the wines. I, it's not that I know a lot about wine. Beer is for sure what I know most about. But I yeah. know a, I know a, a small sliver about wine. And he came in, and you know that term, uh, turn your nose up? He literally did that to the wine that I gave him. Because he was like, oh, I like Syrahs and this. And I'm like, okay, we got the Syrah. I poured it, gave him gave him the glass. And he smelled it, and his nose went up. And there was this couple next to him, and they both looked at me like, "Are you kidding me?" And I'm like, "Dude, I'm just gonna ride this train out. I'm not. I'm not even offended at this point. In time. I'm yeah. just gonna have fun with them." And I'm like, "Well, Serraz are my favorite style." And he just kind of looked like, oh, "Of course." And it was just. I was just like, "I." I I wasn't going to get mad because, I mean, getting mad at him is not going to you know, help the situation, so I'm just going to have fun with it. And uh, I talked about how much I love Syrahs, how they're my favorite style in front of him. and he was just looking at me like, oh, Syrahs, <laughs> you don't know anything about Syrahs. And oh, he was true just, "Oh, uh-huh. Well, no, and I love sommeliers. I've served sommeliers, and they can be really fun, but it's the the idea that their nose turns up to the glass that you give them because it is not up to their standards. And I'm just... It, that was still my favorite worst customer because there was nothing I could have done because his mind was already made up about how bad everything was because it was not what he had his expectations in his mind for. Granted, it was a $7 glass of wine. So I don't know what you're expecting from a $7 glass of wine other than, yeah, that's good.
2: Right. I like that. Right, yeah. That's
0: pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, you know, yeah. So it's kind of
2: like me in a sense that I sit here and I own a craft beer bar and we have. A s- mm-hmm. Huge selection of different beers mm-hmm. come through different styles and everything. I'm still, my palate is still the pass fail palate. Mm. You know, I you know we, people talk about on the uh, you know on the nose and on the on the finish. And you, are, the back you are you are pass fail. Like, You're like love I'm it, pass-fail. don't love it. Love it, don't. Love oh, it. see, I'm
0: yeah. I'm the opposite. I love diving like the into aroma and the, oh man, and the, the, no, the, the, I've got my. Yeah, that's I, just not me. Oh man, I love having. I have tasting sheets out. Sometimes. Oh no way! Oh, you're oh I love that. That's good.
2: you're learning. Oh yeah, it's it's yeah, it's, it's awesome. picking
0: apart all the different parts of the beer. I love learning about how this part of the beer has affected this part of the beer. Where where in the fermentation process does this flavor come out from? Like I love yeah. learning about all of that stuff. That's that is my world when it comes to craft beer.
2: Well, the, uh, well, I'm the opposite then. Yeah, I go to all the brewery tours. and I don't think I've ever been on an actual. Tour. I just you're just like you like, get, like get, just go to the bar like beer like, offerings. Okay, and, okay like, I want to uh, take the tour. tour. I want like, one of yeah. that. One of that. Yeah, one yeah of that, I'm not one
0: going
1: of that. there. There you go. Okay, like, yeah. <laughs> can we speed up this process? Yeah, we I we want the fermenter. <laughs> we got the fermenter, and we
2: have the all these other piece of equipment. Um, like where's the beer? Yeah. <laughs> well, when, when do we get to the beer?
0: <laughs> all right. So we're gonna call this here. Because we have a full other episode we're going to record, and that's going to be part two of this. And I'm excited about that one because while we talked a lot about patrons and about you guys owning the place, I want to actually get into the uh, behind the scenes of the bar. And that, to me, is a whole separate episode. So we're going to say goodbye for this episode. I'm going to press pause on my little audacity here. Save this and then we will start up again. And just, I mean, whoever's listening, you could press next episode if it's a part of season three already or not. But um, just to uh, say thank you guys for coming on for part one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to part here. two. It's this is, this awesome. is a fun time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we'll get to part two in just a little bit. Everybody else out there in podcast land, thank you for listening. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Let's see here. There we go.